Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 160 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we're here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly, you are home for a change. What is uh, home? It's a construct <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> so I what, am... <laughs> what have you been up to? I am taking a little, like, two-week travel break, self-imposed. I'm like, I need, I mean, yeah, they're all work trips, but I just needed a little break. Just been working, you know, actually have to write after I go on these fun trips, which is, like, not exactly the fun part. And then I'm getting ready to go to Hershey Park to go to their new haunt event, Dark Nights. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I need a full report when you come back from that. I, uh, I, I've curious. loved their uh, their sweet nights holiday events uh, over the mm. years. So, um, I'm we've been talking a couple times about the haunted houses that they're they're doing this year, and I want to I want to hear your opinion. Yes, I have heard all good things. The food <clears throat> looks really good. Um, you know, they they've pulled it off, and it, you know it's hard to pull off a first time event. You know, just from an operation standpoint, the flow, and this is just so different than anything they've done. So, I cannot wait. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, I uh, this week I got to see the uh, touring Broadway company of the musical Six, Ooh. which I know a lot of people are huge fans of. I went in knowing very little about it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic performances, some great music, um, and uh, I also got to spend an afternoon at Animal Kingdom and did not get rained on. That is very rare for me because every time I've been to Animal Kingdom for like the last six months, I've gotten absolutely drenched so uh so that was nice and it made me want to go out and see avatar i know they've they've re-released the film in uh 4k hdr or whatever uh makes me want to go and see it on the big screen oh yeah i i was uh, passing a movie theater the other day and i see you know the titles on i'm like did i go back in time you know, right, right. So many things. I'm like, what? Um, and uh, this is something that I'm actually doing this uh, weekend coming up uh, that you might be interested in. Uh, if you are in the Orlando area uh, over at Give, Give Kids the World, yes. uh, which is the, the village where they take care of families with uh, seriously ill kids who want to visit uh, the Orlando parks. Um, the World Chapter, which is the uh, the main Orlando chapter of the Disneyana fan club, um, is having an event uh, with the premiere of a uh, Peter Pan film that's going to be attended by Margaret Carey, who was the uh, actual model for uh, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell in yeah. the original Peter Pan film. Um, historian Jim Corcus is going to be there. Um, there's going to be the creator of the new film. There's going to be a Q and a, um, and an auction, uh, and, uh, it's going to go towards charity for supporting give, give kids the world. Great cause. Um, some, some great people that you'll be able to get to meet. It should be a pretty intimate event. Um, so if you are interested in that, uh, go on Facebook and look up the Disneyana world chapter, uh, that's happening October 15th. Uh, and it's pretty much a, an all-day event. That's incredible. Um, yeah. I had a cousin who was a St. Jude's patient, mm. and he got set up at Give Kids the World, and it was, you know, like the best family vacation ever, and just such a 
amazing just break for everyone. You know, it's not just for the kids. It's for, you know, the family, the siblings too, you know, and it just, it's amazing. So yeah. always support. Yeah. They, they do great work. And, and uh, money actually goes directly. You know, it's a lot of times we don't know where <laughs> our money goes and that's come up a lot, obviously with the hurricane. So to have an organization that you can see your dollar being put to work is amazing. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think now it is time for us to jump into the news in the queue. First up this week, we've got some great news coming out of Anaheim. Guided tours have returned at Disneyland, uh, starting with the Walt's Main Street Story Tour and the Holiday Time Tour. Uh, welcome back. Yes, this is exciting. Uh, Walt's Main Street Story obviously was, you know, before COVID, it all shut it down, but it's back. And it includes a lot of the same experiences as last time. It's a 90 minute mm -hmm. walking tour. But for the first time ever, you will get to hang out in Walt's apartment as opposed to just linger there very slightly. Yeah, I uh, I have never taken the Walt's Main Street tour, but I took the previous Walt Walk in Walt's Footsteps yep. tour, um, which I think was a little bit more extensive. Uh, that it was a longer tour, went through a lot more of the park. This focuses on Main Street. Um, and uh, the the big bonus here is I got to go in and take a quick picture inside yeah. the uh, apartment. But apparently you get to go out on the patio and have refreshments, uh, which I mean, it almost seems sacrilegious. It's yes, like uh, it's like we're just being so casual and like hanging out like we own the place. Um, I know it must feel weird. Um, I'm going to be doing it in a couple weeks. Oh. For a story, so I will report back. Like, how long do you get to hang there? It's mm -hmm. so just feels so bizarre in a good well, way. <laughs> if you're interested, uh, it costs $160 plus tax per person, um, and they're doing it twice a day. Uh, there's going to be one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Um, obviously, you're going to want reservations for that as well as for holiday time at the Disneyland Resort. This is a two and a half hour guided tour, and uh, it focuses on uh, the Christmas Fantasy Parade where we'll, you'll get reserve viewing. Uh, it's a small world holiday where you get a ride on it uh, and some holiday treats. Yeah, and I think this is uh, 110 is pretty fairly priced for a tour. I'm sure you're going to get some really cool insider knowledge, you know, how many mm -hmm. lights are up there. And I like that you get the reserve seating. So we'll see what the holiday treats mean because I'm curious if it's going to be more like, like dessert party-esque or they're just going to hand you, you know. Like a <laughs> Here's your one cookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your cookie. You never know. Uh, yeah, this one's held multiple times a day. Uh, starts at uh, around one in the afternoon and you've got them uh, – a couple every hour um so uh and they're gonna run from november 11th through january 8th um the what i'm really curious to know is does it include a uh you know a lightning lane access or backdoor access to haunted mansion holiday because right. that that could almost make it worth the while. That that, would make it worth that it gets huge weights during that uh, yeah. season. It's like steadily at least forty five on a slow day, and then if oh, it's busy, least. it's just. I mean, it's worth it 
so good but so good <laughs> um anyway all of these tours uh require a park reservation and valid admission uh which is not included in the tour price uh if you you are under 14 you've got to uh, be accompanied by an adult 18 or older for it uh 60 days out is when you can start making reservations and you're going to want to make those reservations as soon as you can uh and uh you know there's a cancellation policy and everything so read the fine print um and uh you can go online at disneyland.com uh and look up guided tours to book those reservations next up Disney Animation The Immersive Experience is debuting in December and will be touring uh, across the country and around the world. Yes, it's like every week we are talking about a new immersive experience. And I am really wondering, you know, everything happens in a cycle. When is this going to become too oversaturated? I was going to say, do well. Uh, you know, I'm almost surprised it took this long for Disney yes. to get into this because, you know, we've gone from, uh, you know, I think the one that most people Van first Gogh. heard about was Van Gogh. Yeah. And then there were multiple different competing Van Goghs. And then, you yeah. know, we've gotten all sorts of artists and, and now it's branched out. Uh, I've gotten to do some of these when I was in Las Vegas. Um, when when done well, they're really really great um yeah. but this one is going to take uh between two-thirds and three-quarters of all of the disney animated characters and create a 45 minute plus long immersive experience where they're projected all around you um and uh you know we we know that uh classics like lion king peter pan and pinocchio will be included as long as, uh, as well as Encanto, moana and frozen yes and of course it wouldn't be disney without some you know interactive wristband so <laughs> <laughs> you will exactly. be wristband. it's included and that will activate additional features yeah so there's going to be a lobby full of uh all the in interactive tables and um uh, exhibits and so you you can spend about i don't know half the time in there and then the other half in this uh 360 degree gallery with all these uh films projected around you um and uh you know i i've done some of these that have you know really immersive sound systems have sense have, have like uh, haptic vibrations so we'll have to see what kind of 40 effects they uh they include in this I uh, cannot get over how many times I have used and heard the phrase haptic vibrations in the last <laughs> couple months. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The, this is fun. I definitely think it's something to experience at once. Uh, I'm not sure this is like something you'd return to again. So that's what gets me a little confused about, you know, kind of the longevity sure well i you know i think that's why this is this is happening as a tour uh they can go yeah. into a city for a few weeks or a month and then move on to the next um uh, it's going to debut at lighthouse art space that's in toronto in mid-december of 2022 so towards the end of this year but then it's going to spend uh early 2023 going from uh cleveland to nashville to detroit to Denver to Boston to San Antonio. That's closest to you. <laughs> and uh, in Las Vegas, I might check it out while it's there. Minneapolis and Columbus. Uh, that's just during the first uh, third of the year. 
Um, and then eventually it's going to leave North America and make its way to Tokyo. Ooh. Yes, very cool. Uh, I believe that they're going to have on-sale dates for tickets. I'm not sure if they uh, announce the prices and scheduling, but I'm sure yeah. we'll find out when they do. If this is something that interests you, head on over to DisneyImmersive.com. Uh, and they've also got uh, presence on Facebook and Instagram. Moving from Disney to Universal... Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando has added two dates to make up for the uh, loss uh, due to Hurricane Ian. Uh, and so you can now attend HHN 31 on October 11th, uh, which is tomorrow if you're yeah. listening to this live, or the 24th. Yeah, I think this was great. I mean, obviously because of the hurricane. Also, you know, a lot of people that work in theme parks and the service industry, they can't go Thursday through Sunday. So I think mm -hmm. it's nice to have more options to go on like a Tuesday night when a lot of people in hospitality may have off. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers for the uh, the cast members. I'm sorry, the team members, the scare actors who uh, that Tuesday was their only oh, day yeah. off <laughs> yeah. from, you know, I, I, you know, I know staffing has been really hard with so many different events, so much competition this year, uh, you know, People who so a lot of people working there are, are working a lot of nights with no break. So uh, take care of yourselves, folks. Um, good yes. luck. Um, nice thing is that if you purchased a frequent fear pass uh, and uh, you lost out because of the closure, you can use your frequent fear pass or frequent fear plus or ultimate frequent fear on uh, these added nights, the uh, the 11th or the 24th. Um, I believe there they might also be accepting premier pass holders. Yes, premier pass yeah. holders mm -hmm. like myself. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to use your free premier ticket, uh, it's valid on these additional nights as well. Yes, they did a little bit differently with the dates this year, which I didn't mind. I used mine right in the beginning, but I'm mm -hmm. glad that they extended that for people that didn't get a chance to. Yep. So uh, the event runs through October 31st, Halloween night. Uh, universalorlando.com slash HHN for all the information. Um, more Halloween news heading on over to Six Flags. Uh, the chain has announced a new bag policy for the duration of Flight f Fright Fest, not Flight Fest, Fright Fest. Uh, <laughs> and this policy includes x-ray screenings and a really limiting bag size. Yes, but still not as limiting as Cedar Fairs, which no, is that's true. That's true. That, yeah, that's like a pack of wallet, you know, and I, uh, I recently went to California's Great America, which is one of their other parks. Mm -hmm. And I got to see kind of, for, and that's, that's a very family park. Mm -hmm. And it's very complicated when you see mothers, fathers roll up and that you have to hold the diapers, you know, there's no, literally there are people just walking. They're going to have to figure out, maybe they give people plastic bags or, you know, like those clear drawstring bags once Ooh. you're through, because if it's a family friendly park, you have to be able to carry, you know, your wipes, all that stuff. So, well, messy. This, this policy at the moment, I know there was a little confusion when it was first posted, but uh, we're pretty sure this policy right now is applying just to Fright Fest. Yes. So hopefully you aren't bringing too many infants to Fright Fest. However, 
we we've seen uh i I saw some discussion on social media this weekend about people bringing toddlers to haunted houses so oh i did see that (laughs) we we can have a conversation about that on another podcast (laughs) but uh uh for fright fest at the six flags parks you will be limited to 12 inches by 12 inches uh ranging all the way up to one foot by one foot for you jungle cruise fans uh, by six inches deep, um, whether it's a purse, whether it's a backpack, whether it's a lounge fly, uh, that's that's your limit. But there is an exception made for bags carried for medical reasons and diaper bags accompanying infants and young children. So if you're bringing your uh, two-year-old to be eaten by zombies, you can bring <laughs> a diaper bag. I think that's the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Every week we're talking about new uh, bag policies, but unfortunately, (laughs) in this day and age, it's, you know, it's a part of the territory now. Yeah, Um, obviously, there's been numerous well-publicized incidents this season, and uh, better safe than sorry. Um, They've also, uh, in addition, implemented a new payment policy, and uh, I think this one might be... um, valid during the day as well as during fright yep. fest which is uh they are accepting uh cards for payments only inside the park um visa mastercard american express discover or debit if you're still using cash you're going to have to uh convert that into a prepaid debit card and they have kiosks to do that in the park uh, but they are going card only uh no more cash at vendors Yeah, that's smart. I mean, I like that they have the machines in there. You know, a lot of times I remember as a kid, your parents, you know, give you 10 bucks, you know, no more machine. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Every kid has their own iPhone with their own tap to pay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Heading back to Orlando. uh, We've got a couple pieces of news about Icon Park. Um, The first is uh you know it's it's sad news but it's also i think uh, appropriate news uh the free fall drop tower which was the uh, world's tallest freestanding drop tower when it was built not very long ago is being removed uh because of the death of 14 year old uh tyre sampson who uh, fell from the ride and uh, was killed on march 24th 2022 something the family has been demanding for a long time and the owners have finally agreed to take it down. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say except that I think they're doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, they're also establishing a scholarship, uh, in the young man's name. Um, they haven't released, uh, details of that, but they're consulting with the family. Um, family has also asked for some sort of memorial plaque. Uh, there was a temporary memorial there that was removed uh, and I don't know that there is any memorial there right now. So it would be nice if once that's down, um, that they they have some something commemorating what happened. Um, but you know, I, I know personally, I I actually have uh, a coupon, a certificate that they gave me to ride <laughs> the Starflyer. That uh, I, I will I, I I will not obviously be riding that, and I yeah. honestly don't think I'm going to ride any of the other attractions that that group builds and operates uh they're behind the star flyer which is right next door and also the slingshot and uh, and they have a tower drop tower at dollywood which gives me chills when i walk by and i will absolutely not be doing that unfortunately 
I, you know, I, I, I do not want to say anything that would could be construed as, uh, as libel, <laughs> or, <laughs> but um, I, I feel comfortable riding other attractions at Icon Park, and will spend my money at those. Right. Um, speaking of which, Max Action Arena. Uh, is coming to Icon Park, and this is going to be an 8,000 square foot uh, center, including uh, virtual reality, adventure rooms, axe throwing, and an escape room. Um, and it's all opening up this fall, so very soon. Yes, I know you're going to probably into the adventure room, right? <laughs> um, well, I, I am personally curious what the exact distinction is between an adventure room and an escape room. Yes. Uh, they describe an adventure room as uh, a countdown is on uh, and uh, you'll race against the clock to accomplish goals like solving a crime, unraveling puzzles and dealing with alien abductions and surviving a creepy cursed room, uh, which all sounds really cool. But that also sounds a lot like an escape room, which is a race against time to solve puzzles uh, now escape from planet obscura uh i believe that this might have been located or something very similar to it because it sounds pretty much identical something that i did already uh at um their other location at icon park which is called in the game mm -hmm. uh, that's another arcade with uh, some uh maze and uh kind of a, a virtual reality ride and so this looks kind of like an extension of that. Uh, but the one I'm really excited to see is Zero Latency yes. v VR. They are coming back, and I'm very excited because they used to be at Point Orlando. Uh, and I thought that they were pretty much the best free-roaming VR system uh, after The Void, which is RIP, pour one out for The Void. Mm -hmm. um, but Zero Latency shut down for a little while, and I'm glad to see them coming back. Yeah, I think this is something really fun. Obviously, that area is very popular. So the more activities, the better for families to do. It's a great mm -hmm. way to, you know, take a break. You know, don't buy park tickets one day. Come over here, do something, go out to eat. There's everything is there. And speaking of family activity activities, we skipped over the axe throwing, oh. uh, which <laughs> is <family>. great. <laughs> you know, small children, give them a heavy weighted sharp object. And no, you're throwing them at wood targets, not at each other. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I am extremely terrible at that. So you won't oh, see yeah. me doing that. I have always been resistant to try. I should just try it one time. I've, I've um, given it a couple of tries and for whatever reason, I never get the rotation right. And it always winds up hitting the wrong, <laughs> the wrong end and bouncing off. From me. So, um, I will not, I will not be joining Robin's Robin Hood's you know, band <laughs> of merry men in the woods. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is this is one of uh, 50 different uh, restaurants, attractions, uh, things to do uh, at Icon Park, which uh, you know is the home to the Big Wheel, um, and you can find out uh, more about it online at IconParkOrlando.com. Uh, and I added this last one to our list. Uh, uh, it is the return, or actually the addition, of new Sunday matinees to the schedule for Drawn to Life, the Cirque du Soleil show at Walt Disney World uh, in 2023. Um, if 
you want to see this show uh but can't stay out past your bedtime um <laughs> there are going to be new opportunities to see it in the afternoon yeah i kind of love this uh it's a great show i've seen it two times it's amazing uh i like that they offer the daytime shows because you can go do brunch at disney springs and there's so many great you know why mar george Rodden road go to an early meal see a show and you know maybe go back to your resort relax you know mm -hmm. i like that they you know don't have only the nighttime option yeah uh just like icon park uh this is a great thing to do when you have a half day right you don't want to spend the whole uh, uh park ticket uh, in the parks uh maybe it's you know the day you're flying in or the day day you're leaving um and uh or uh you know when it is holiday um uh special event season if say you've got a hard ticket to an after hours event you know see a matinee show in the early afternoon and then uh go to a party in the afternoon uh, or in the evening uh right. that's a great, great combination suggestion. um i recently did a halloween horror nights in orlando two nights back to back mm -hmm. and during the day i was like oh i'm gonna go into the park for lunch i was so tired do oh, not it's do brutal. something the day of a night event i repeat you will nope. try to squeeze in all you can do not do it you will be exhausted <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that uh, performance calendar starts on January 4th, uh, 2023. And um, the uh, the Wednesday through Saturday evening show times are going to be at 5.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. And then there's going to be two Sunday matinees at 1.30 and 4. Um, so uh, it's basically two shows a day, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and if you want to uh, look up tickets or purchase head over to CirqueDuSoleil.com. All right, that is going to wrap up our news in the queue. Uh, but before we launch into our main attraction, it's time to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And for this week's main attraction, Disney's 100 Years of Wonder is going to kick off with the surprisingly early opening of Disneyland's Runaway Railway on January 27th, 2023. Um, this caught me a little by surprise. What about you? Um, I'm just really overwhelmed <laughs> by all the news we've been getting right after D23 and I'm wondering like this is soon January is soon I was thinking maybe spring early summer 2023 you know I I think we had been hearing that the revamped Toontown in Disneyland was a uh, spring and you know right. spring can mean anything from like February all the way through May right uh some some years June can even be spring right. uh, absolutely yeah uh but I guess they really want to kick off this 100th anniversary with a bang. And we know uh, from what they Disneyland is going to be the heart of this 100th uh, anniversary celebration. Um, you know, we knew we were going to get uh, some redecorations of Sleeping Beauty Castle with some, some fancy platinum banners. Um, but we are going to get uh, kind of a, 
a quadruple punch of world of color wondrous journeys magic happens and um the runaway railway all opening up no this is exciting uh i'm also nervous as a magic key holder if i'm ever going to be able to visit disneyland in 2023 so i know that was kind of the general sentiment across social media people are like whoa because this is also going to mean a ticket increase and that's usually you know around the time when they do that so Mm -hmm. there is exciting things but there's also a lot to give you know a disney fan a little bit of a pause Yes. Uh, and I speaking of pause, I do notice that they have paused the uh, annual pass holder or I'm sorry, Magic Key reservation yep. calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now we are all just waiting for them to release those. Uh, yeah. If you want to go on the 27th, uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, I am hoping that my uh, Magic Key expires, which I've never actually used. (laughs) It expires uh, at the beginning of March. So I am hoping I can at least get a couple days in late February uh, to check all of this out. Uh, Hopefully, maybe a month after the opening, it will calm down a little. Oh, for sure. But um, we're going to have World of Color running uh, at Disney California Adventure. And we're going to have Wondrous Journeys in Disneyland. And I have a feeling that uh, Wondrous Journeys, you're only going to see that with fireworks on the weekends. So, uh, you know, we've seen right now uh, with the the spectaculars, the entertainment uh, only happening at the weekends on Disneyland right now. Those those weekend nights are packed uh, in the parks with everyone trying to see the fireworks. Oh, yes. You know, I'm, I'm sure there will be some sort of uh, projection show on the weeknights, uh, but but it's going to be worth it to um, fight the crowds on a weekend to see the full version. Uh, and finally get to see magic happens, which lasted like a week and a day <laughs> right. before the pandemic. <laughs> um, that's finally coming back too. So daytime parade, nighttime fireworks um, and a brand new ride. Uh, curious to see how they're going to handle crowd flow in and out of the land. I it's not just, open. Yes. I was just about to say this to you. I just, even when the land is opening, I think the biggest issue with this attraction is going to be mm-hmm. flow of people. I, it is just a tight area compared, especially to Hollywood studios. Well, and, and knowing, you know, roughly what the hourly capacity of the ride is based on the Disney world version. I would, I would be very surprised if they did not use some sort of virtual queue system, at least for the first few months that it's yes. open, uh, just to manage the number of people heading back into that. It was always a tight corner. It was always, yeah. you know, a very crowded cul-de-sac. And now that there's still going to be construction walls, uh, it kind of reminds me of when uh, the original Wizarding World of Harry Potter was under construction and uh, they were trying to keep the uh, what was then... Uh, the uh, dueling dragons ride still open through construction and you'd walk through this narrow corridor of giant construction walls to make your way in and out of the ride. Uh, And I just have visions of that uh, going into Toontown. So um, yeah, very exciting and very curious to see uh, how this will all play out on January 27th. But um, I guess if you are one of the people who has to see it on uh, opening day or opening weekend, you better start planning right now. Yeah, so you're going to have to purchase your uh, data ticket or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. um, And I'm sure uh, hotels are going to be filling up, uh, especially on-property hotels. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, been impossible this year. I mean, a good thing, but it's 
oh yeah difficult to stay there i mean uh, yes and if you look uh what is going to be the pixar hotel uh currently under construction if you see what the hotel looks like right now and what they are charging to spend there <laughs> spend a night there right now um uh, yeah that'll make you think twice all right well I think uh, this might have set a record for our quickest show ever. <laughs> We're coming in just a little over half an hour. Uh, and this is a gift to you. We are giving you uh, 25 minutes of your day back that you thought you would <laughs> be spending. Spend it in um, co contemplation, meditation, be zen, I guess. I'm going to a water park after this. Is that? Oh, what park are you going to? I'm going to Sound Waves, which is that luxury water park at wow. Daylord. Yeah, it's excellent. Beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Well, great uh, take lots of pictures. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll follow you on social media uh, and see the. And speaking of which, um, before we go, uh, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Again, uh, remind you, please, as always, to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. And of course, you want to follow us on the interwebs. Uh, where can they do that, Carly? If yes, they want to I'm, see your water uh, park adventures. <laughs> Twitter, I am Carly Caramana. And on Instagram, I'm Adventures by Carly. Uh, I am on Twitter at the UG series and at the unofficial guides on Instagram. And you can pick up copies of my new unofficial guides at theunofficialguides.com. And of course, you can always find Attractions Magazine at attractionsmagazine.com at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and on TikTok at Attractions. Till next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. Yes. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. See you next time.